Welcome to episode eight of Causes for Change, a podcast where I talk to nonprofit founders, philanthropists, and others who donate time and talents to charitable causes. On this podcast, we will explore why people give, how we can all be a little more charitable, and get to know these incredible people. I'm Tori Lindy, founder of Education Through Travel, a nonprofit dedicated to educating students and teachers around the world. This week, Education Through Travel announced a 5K fun run fundraiser to raise money for technology to help students around the world who are struggling to keep up with school due to distance learning. To learn more, check out our Instagram at Education Through Travel. And if you would like to donate or participate, there is information there, or you can reach out to me, as always, at causesforchangepodcast at gmail.com. On today's episode, we will be talking with Jean-Marie Ishimwe. Jean-Marie is absolutely incredible. He is a refugee from Rwanda, now living in Kenya. He is there helping refugees and others that need help during this COVID-19 pandemic. He has raised funds and worked with people in the community to help educate and provide food and masks to those who need it most. He has helped in other nonprofits in the recent years as well. He has some incredible stories and insights into giving and providing for communities. I am really excited for everyone to hear this conversation and it has been one of my favorites and hopefully you will want to move forward with your own cause. Now let's dive into my conversation with Jean-Marie. Welcome to Causes for Change. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, I don't I don't take this for granted because uh, when someone appreciates you, it's important to show the same to the other person. So I thank you so much for having me. Uh, I cannot be more grateful than I am. Thank you so much, Tori. Of course. Um, I'm very excited to have you on today. I think you have such an incredible story and you've been doing some pretty incredible things. So as we're getting started, can you just give our listeners a little bit of background on you and and who you are? Well, yeah. So Jean-Marie, is uh, I'm a refugee. Uh, apart from that, I am, uh, I'm actually currently a student at the University of Nairobi studying uh, journalism and media studies. I'm taking a bachelor's degree. Uh, apart from that, I've been doing a couple of projects, but most notably, I have been uh, working with, uh, for the last three years, I was working with a non-profit refugee organization called Save a Project to train digital skills and uh, help uh, students that are refugees and uh, vulnerable locals to get skills that can help them in in, in in the day-to-day activities like writing CVs, doing databases, uh, doing uh, Excel work, and all this is something that I've I've, I've done for. Uh, in fact, the first time I was joining the company, the organization, I, I was a benef- uh, I was a beneficiary. They had supported me for my high school, and then I came into volunteer. Then afterwards, became a digital trainer uh, for them, uh, and that that is something I've been doing for quite a long time. It's been very uh, motivational for me and inspirational to see that as a refugee, I'm able to be part of a community in helping them getting skills in digital skills. So it, it was great. Uh, over the last over the, over the last uh, three years that I was working with Save a Project, I managed to teach close to 300, uh, 300 plus students, both refugees and Kenyans. 
and uh, some of them have gone further to pursue the same course in university and colleges. Others have uh, started startups with the few skills that they got. Uh, others have secured jobs uh, that require digital skills. And so I feel motivated that at least uh, there's uh, quite some good number of people who've benefited from the course that I was training. And apart from that, Jean-Marie is just a youth advocate. Uh, I am a youth advocate. I uh, run um, uh, a digital skills initiative and uh, voice uh, uh, raising voices for refugees uh, uh, on uh, uh, an NGO or a CBO called Youth Voices of Nairobi. So basically what we do is to highlight stories of refugees, uh, inspiring stories, uh, uh, challenges and how to tackle them and more particularly also connect them to opportunities. And this is where now my digital experience comes in in helping them access digital opportunities, uh, helping them with the knowledge and so on. So I'm uh, more of that, I'm just a human being who loves interacting with people. And uh, I think my biggest motivation for a long time has been my compassion to people. I love people. I love inspiring people with the little that I have. Uh, just being able to uh, be uh, get into the shoes of uh, another community member, more specifically for those that are uh, uh, struggling, the vulnerable, like helping them and being part of them in, in uh, solving some of the problems because uh, I, as a refugee, I'm also struggling, but I have... I've not put that into my mind. I've not put that into my heart that I am uh, in this state. I'm trying to do a lot of uh, amazing stuff with the few uh, the skills that I have and the compassion that I have with people. So that's basically Jean Marie. I think that is just so incredible. I am just so inspired by your story. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think and the the other thing that I didn't maybe touch on is that. Uh, after I left the organization that I was doing the digital skills with, uh, I I got a scholarship again with International Rescue Committee uh, to do a vocational training, uh, which I went to pursue. Uh, that was like 2017. Uh, I went to pursue desktop publishing and graphic design, which I was doing partly or in part-time when I was working at uh, uh, the NGO I was training. And then after, I think last year, not yeah, last year, June, I left the organization to go to work as a marketing officer and branding at a certain establishment uh, that had an amusement park, has a supermarket and has um, a toy store and partly a, a fun a fun out uh, a club. So my work was to do graphics, was to do branding, was to do customer uh, uh, relations and understanding uh, requirements and, and all those things. And part of what I feel like I gained there, forget about the money, forget about uh, the experience, is the opportunities that I got there to actually help me empower other refugees and other youths because refugees in Kenya uh, or even in the whole world, accessing of certain uh, opportunities is very hard because of their, the nature of their documents. Uh, jobs, uh, businesses, and all these things is, is very hard for them. And so when I was there for 
for seven months because I left there on November. Uh, I, I was able to bring in uh, refugees with skills, uh, with knowledge on the different marketing uh, uh, requirements I was required to do. Like uh, in instances where I was required to do video ads uh, for the amusement park or for the supermarket, in instances where I needed to do photographs, I didn't, I didn't use, I, I tried as much as possible, as much as I knew how to do them or could facilitate that to do. I decided to bring in refugees and uh, some local uh, youths to help me in the same. So uh, when I get my few shares of the money, I'm able to actually help these other youth to be also to, to get something to put on the table. And so that inspired me to uh, continue to, to do that. And uh, not even from that day, but from a long time ago, I've been feeling like really I want to do lots of charity uh, because I understand the struggle. I've been in the struggles. I'm still in the struggles, but the future looks bright. And it's just about working together and getting things moving on. And, and that has been uh, so inspiring for me to just being able to be, uh, to include people and coordinate with, with, with young, young uh, people, with uh, uh, corporates in getting things moving forward. I've, there are times when I've forgotten that I'm a refugee and the fact that being a refugee again doesn't, it's not written on my face or it's not my, it's, it's something that is associated with me. But every time I want to be resilient, I want to move away from complaining. I want to move away from begging, from asking every time to moving into creating opportunities, uh, getting business, uh, doing um amazing stuff for the youth so that I'm able to be self-reliant at the same time inspire other refugee youths and grown-ups also to take the opportunities especially the youths uh, the youth refugees or uh, refugees in general or vulnerable refugees, to know that they can they can make a difference there's something they can do their skills their belief what they think is right for the world is something that they can explore and turn out to be something very good uh, for everyone and for the future that is so incredible that you took your situation and have grown it into something to help other people. I think that's yes. just a really special thing. Thank you so much because uh, a lot of time, you know, it's it's the motivation that you get from people is what keeps keeps you going. When you tell me that that's incredible, when a certain person tells you this is incredible, when a certain person tells you that, hey, Jean, I, you need to change on this or you need to upgrade on this or what you're doing is incredible, that is what keeps people to do the different things that they do. So uh, thank you so much for appreciating that. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. Absolutely. And I think what you're doing is definitely going to inspire other people to get out there and do something to help others as well. Very true. Yeah. Uh, people learn from other people and uh, often uh, uh, youths in, in particular, they love to see things moving on. When they see people doing something, they also want to be part of it. And I, I have experienced that uh, for a number of times. I think if someone asks me or comes and tells me, hey, Jean, what you're doing is incredible. What go the effort that goes into that someone will feel it's very simple uh, and, and and just think that this is something that the person is just doing for, for the sake of doing. But uh, the amount of feedback or the amount of people, youths in particular, who have seen me doing and asked me, uh, how can I join? How can I 
uh, be part of that is incredible. Like the fact that uh, a person like me is able to do that. And I think part, part of that is also what I've been learning from other refugee youths or other youths doing incredible stuff. Like you see them doing and you also continue to. So I think or I feel like what I do inspires other people to also want to join and also want to do the same for their community, for themselves and for the future. I think that is definitely true. And yeah, it's just that one pebble has to be dropped in the water and the ripples go out and affect a lot of people. And so I think that's the purpose of, of helping and giving is to, to grow it and to help other people recognize that they want to, to do more as well. Definitely. So you mentioned, you know, your background, you mentioned your organizations that you work with and, and what you do for a job, but you also have been doing some pretty cool things as a response to COVID-19. Yes. Uh, I, I actually didn't mention that I'm a refugee from Rwanda. Uh, we came here quite some years ago uh, in Kenya. Uh, we have been here. We understand the struggles. We you know what it feels to be a, a, a refugee in Kenya uh, or just a refugee generally. So back to your questions, uh, to your question. I'm So I and uh, the group that I lead, Voices of Nairobi and the Youth Empowerment uh, Organization, and sorry for that, and some other youths came together to respond to COVID-19. Uh, as we all know, COVID-19 has impacted uh, all of us in a very unique way it has challenged us to in a point where we could not even imagine nobody knew that we could stay at home for three months or for four months or for an uncertain time uh, nobody knew that uh, maybe services will be halted for refugees or for for people in general uh, and so this covid 19 has hit everyone it has affected uh, a lot of people Initially, when we were starting with my group, we were thinking of uh, helping the community get access to face masks. We wanted to give uh, the community, most, especially the refugees, because uh, it was easily noticeable and we saw it that um, no organization was on the ground. And at this time is when community-based organization or refugee-led organization uh, uh, stepped up. And for us also, we thought to step up and we started doing mobilization. What we did in uh, the first place, we contributed. Uh, we were three, we were four of us in the in the group at that time. So we contributed a f some few cash that was around uh, uh, 5,000, that's Kenyan shilling. Um, and we made the, the first bunch of, 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 of the masks. Uh, and we realized that we could actually reach more people to help us with support uh, to not only give out masks, but uh, also give out uh, food because um, there's the mobility, the, the mobility constant for refugees. One, their documents are unique. Traveling is a bit uh, uh, hard, uh, difficult. And so most of them are forced to stay at home. So for the first part of the making of the face masks, we came to realize that, uh, yes, this mask, the face masks that we're giving to, uh, we want to give to the communities are very important uh, in the fight of COVID-19. But at the same time, uh, the, our community are struggling to get food on the table. 
for a countable number of uh, refugees that I know and uh, communities have also community leaders have uh, have, have mentioned uh, that refugees are having a very difficult time to even pay rent. Uh, for some of them, uh, the landlords are, are coming in; they are coming very hard. They are asking uh, for the rent, but they can't provide because of their mobility constraints and also the effects of COVID-19. So what we decided is that uh, we will not go ahead to give out the mask only. What we did, we went on to a local um, website, a fundraising website called Mchanga. And what we did, we pulled up uh, all the details we wanted and we set it up and we asked people to contribute to us. After a span of two weeks, we had around 30,000, uh, 30,000 to uh, 30,000 uh, shillings. That is uh, $300. We had that. And so we decided we will not give out just masks, but we'll give out food. And that is how we started. So uh, we, we, we went on out to the community leaders to ask them to give us. Uh, partly I was involved in that. In fact, I was involved in the entire process of getting the most vulnerable refugees and local Kenyans uh, to be part of the people that we will be giving food in, in, in response to COVID-19, just to be helped to help our community uh, move smoothly in, 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 in this uh, pandemic. Uh, I, I, during that time, I got a request from other members or other friends, uh, particularly there's a lady called Foni from uh, Youth Empowerment Mentorship uh, Initiative. She confronted me and asked me that, uh, hey, Jean, uh, we've also been uh, raising some few cash to help our community and we will want to partner. So that's how we started. And uh, without realizing, we actually were able to combine our our donation with them and it, it almost reached to around 80,000, 70 to 80,000. And that way we realized that uh, indeed we could do something. There was a difference that was coming. There was hope that was coming that indeed we could uh, assist, uh, assist our community. So we made all the preparations, set out date, and we did the first phase of distribution of food and uh, COVID, other COVID-19 resources such as masks, and, and soap uh, to community. And the preparation involved getting the refugees, the most vulnerable. And on the day we did, uh, uh, the first phase, we did uh, 139 refugees and Kenyans. Obviously, uh, the priority was refugees, but we had uh, quite a good number of Kenyans uh, that were vulnerable. And so that was our first phase. Uh, we did that and it was incredible. And for us, it was a motivation to us that indeed we are helping and we were making a difference uh, for some of uh, the refugees that were coming, the, uh, the or the ones that we had uh, selected from community leaders, are people or are refugees or are, are Kenyans that have underlying challenges. Uh, some of them are sick, some of them are aged, some of them have uh, big families that are, uh, right now they, they can't be able to 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 support or to sustain. And so it was a great motivation to hear from uh, the refugees themselves. Uh, that uh, or, or uh, and and the local Kenyan uh, Kenyans vulnerable that this was making a difference that it's uh, it's more important or it's really great that youths 
uh, refugee youths were able to think about this and were able to think that indeed we could make a difference. And that that is how uh, that started. Uh, uh, moving forward, we have done close. We've, we've not, we are now on our second, we are now moving to our third phase. Uh, last Sunday, we did another phase that involved us supporting uh, around um, uh, 40, um, 40 to 50 families and now reaching to 200. Our plan is to move forward with helping as many refugees and local youths, uh, local Kenyans that are vulnerable, many of them. Uh, obviously, we are trying as much as much as possible to observe all the COVID nineteen rules in terms of how we are giving the refugees. Uh, uh, we are doing the distribution. We are not uh, congesting people. We are doing hand sanitizing. We are wearing masks, uh, and it's really a very smooth process. Uh, the refugees, uh, the 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 refugees selected and Kenyans and vulnerable Kenyans selected, come uh, are called. They come uh, in different times, and then. They are able to. We are able to identify them in the list and then give uh, the food to them. More importantly, what we are doing is that we are not only giving out food. I think it's it, it will be important for me to mention that inside the package we are also putting in mask a mask like three masks or five masks three to yeah two to three masks to help the family uh, with uh, uh, the prevention with the fight against coronavirus. Uh, and more to that, we are also taking time when we are giving out, when you're distributing food to explain to the, the, the beneficiaries that it is important for them to understand COVID-19. Uh, obviously not, obviously uh, explaining to them how it's uh, transmitted and more particularly explain to them uh, how to wear the mask, how to, uh, to prevent, how to, the, the different safety measures uh, about COVID nineteen, and so that's what we're doing, and it's been the reception. The reception has been great. Uh, we are currently setting up a, COVID, uh, a GoFundMe uh, account uh, for the same, and we are hoping that we can get more people to support us. Uh, we can get more people to even partner with us in this uh, difficult time. This is a silent killer. Uh, it, the way it's being contracted, it's in in some way, it's very. For for you can imagine for refugees, uh, it's you are struggling with how to get food, and you still have to struggle in preventing yourself lack of mask, lack of sanitizers, lack of uh, water systems. All that is a problem that is being faced with uh, these people we are, we are supporting, and so we feel and we believe that what we are doing is incredible what we are doing is not just for it's not just for ourselves because uh, it's for all of us if this is a time where there's a certain uh, i think a sustainable uh, development uh, goal i think it is it's it's an aspect on the sdgs that talks about not leaving ev anyone behind and so we are taking it uh, we are taking it upon ourselves to involve uh, a lot of people. We've involved uh, community leaders, we're involving um, uh, different um, people from in the community, uh, apart from just us youths, because the, the, the bigger part of, of the team that I have is refugee youth. So uh, we are trying to involve uh, lots of people, the different places like where we are distributing from, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's for 
the, the people running it are Kenyans. And so we're actually working with them in that partnership in us and them giving us a space and being able to do this amazing work. So that's our response to COVID-19. Uh, initially, uh, even before doing the uh, the food and, and the mask and giving and doing all this, we were doing sensitization in the community through social media, WhatsApp. Uh, we have uh, platforms that uh, we were actually working in giving timely information on COVID-19, uh, safety measures, uh, what the UNHCR is saying about uh, refugees, and all those informations that are very important, verified information that are very important to uh, refugees and, and, and local Kenyans in keeping them safe of COVID-19. Well, you said that you're trying to make a difference. You definitely are making a difference. I think that, you know, providing those the supplies and the services, but also providing that education and information to people is so essential right now. Yeah, and I think uh, if if for even this could be a very good advice for the many other people that I think I know, like in Kenya, there are a couple of people that are trying to help. Uh, even the host community uh, are trying to help themselves in a way. Uh, and the bigger part should be not only just focusing on the physical bit of it, food and mask we should go ahead to even the this the awareness bit of this like uh, just helping the communities in understanding this COVID-19 can make a difference because we have communities we have community members that don't believe that COVID-19 is there so how do you help these people you have to get ways of actually educating them about COVID-19 in a way that they are countries uh, they are receptive to and that is what will make a difference uh, giving out food only that will not make a difference if uh, they will not understand about COVID-19 if we'll give them food today and the next uh, steps they are going they're going to touch uh, surfaces that they don't know and touching their face and like basically not having that knowledge about COVID-19 will get will put them on a very big risk uh, even if they got the supplies right yeah, I think education and information is absolutely necessary. And I think that's a really great way to go about it by, you know, giving information while giving those supplies. That's a really good way to do it. And I think that it's just really cool that you're, you've taken the initiative to do that and have worked with other people to, to make that happen. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Of course. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to share with our listeners? Before we wrap up, well, uh, I think uh, what I, I I think this is something. Uh, my, my last bit will be what I actually told uh, IRC when I was doing that, um, uh, when I was doing the filming with them on what we're doing. I mentioned about uh, the fact that this is a very challenging time. This is a time when, if you bring it back to a normal day, you could think about it as a movie. Uh, it has come in a shock. Uh, the vulnerable uh, people in the communities are being hit the hardest. Uh, all of us are being hit, but definitely the vulnerable, the most vulnerable in the community are feeling it. Uh, it is hard getting food, uh, taking the safety measures. So I, I would want to appeal to the listeners. I would want to appeal to supporters to take this advice or to help me in uh, sharing this. I mentioned that I might not be infected, 
but I'm affected. We all know that we are all affected. This is the time where you have your car, you have all the means to travel, but you cannot do that safely. There are curfews imposed uh, in most countries. There's lockdown. Basically, you have everything and you cannot use it. You have your car, but you cannot use it at your maximum. This tells us that uh, life is more important than the luxury. Life is more important than all these things. We think they are the most important thing. Things are such as uh, uh, as cars, things like work. All this is useless when we don't have good health. Uh, COVID-19 has brought about uh, very negative challenges, but at the, at the same time, it is teaching us. It is teaching us to commit ourselves in helping our communities. Uh, this is a high time where we need each other or we need to support each other as never before. We need support of everyone, both the governments, the people in health systems, the community leaders, uh, organizations, to even remembering even the disabled uh, people, the, the less privileged people. This is a time to include everyone. This is a time to help people uh, that are vulnerable and all of us to move into this uh, smoothly. For most people, they're experiencing mental disorders, having to deal with the whole fears of COVID-19, the whole uncertainty of life. But we can only believe and hope for the better future. All that can only happen when we are together. Unity we stand, divided we fall. It is only when we are united when we can win challenges. These challenges are unique. The COVID-19 challenges are unique in the sense that they are teaching us so many life lessons that nothing else could have taught us in this way. The basic uh, lesson of being compassionate, the basic lesson of knowing that life is important, the basic, important, uh, the basic lesson of knowing that helping someone else is helping yourself. You never know how tomorrow, tomorrow holds. You never know if you'll be in the same position as what a refugee is facing or what I'm being faced on or what a vulnerable person is, is facing as struggles. So it is important and very, very important for us to believe that we can fight this pandemic. We can help our communities to fight the pandemic with our little resources it makes a difference, so much difference to help, even to show the interest of helping is important. There is nothing small in these coronavirus uh, times. They are challenging times and everything positive, anything that can change our situations, that can change the refugee situation, that can change the host community's situations, the people that are struggling the most is important. Uh, and your support is well appreciated. The little 
uh, in terms of uh, aspects in in uh, in in mental, like supporting people mentally, uh, supporting in financial in financial uh, uh, perspectives or aspect, uh, supporting uh, with even knowledge in this time is very important. So just to finish, to say that uh, the world is us. It is not anyone else. There'll not, there'll not be someone from Mars or from Jupiter coming to help us. It is us to commit ourselves to help our communities. And most of it all, to trust that this is a challenge uh, uh, that we will defeat. Uh, as a re the religious person, as a person who believes in God, we are told, or from what at least I know, is that there is no situation that is permanent in God. We believe and I believe that this situation or this challenge will disappear and we have to keep on praying. As much as churches have been closed, as much as institutions have been closed, as much as our praying, our normal routine has been disturbed, our economic uh, uh, ways of living have been disturbed, our social life has been disturbed, with God everything is possible. And so I want to call upon everyone, everyone uh, from uh, any aspect of life for the teachers, the whoever it is, and everyone is important. And so I'm just inviting all of us. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have uh, uh, an Instagram page. We have a Twitter page, You Voices of Nairobi. And uh, we are trying to coordinate with other youths uh, from, uh, in an, uh, from an organization that I mentioned earlier, Youth Empowerment Project, Youth Empowerment and Mentorship Initiative. There is a Dream Studio, there is Kadana. All these are young refugees that we are working with to help our community. So I'm appealing to all of you to visit us on social media, uh, or you can also search me on on, on Instagram and everywhere as Jean Marie, as Ishimwe Marie. Uh, or Ishimo Jean Marie, that is I S H I M W E J E A N M A R I E, and I will be able to explain. I'll be able to uh, give you ways of how you can support, and also direct you to ways to, of supporting, and also to even stand with us. It doesn't have to be financially. Even just giving us those messages of hope, those messages of appreciations, are uh, something that I really. Uh, we would really want to to hear from people. And uh, just to close, uh, I think I've been closing for, for forever, but I wanted to say that uh, uh, there is no, the, you can never go wrong. You can never go, you can never go wrong by doing right. Like you can never go wrong for doing right. Uh, being right is right. And we have been able to see that. Uh, for last week, I think, uh, last week, but one, I had a direct message from mess uh, from Instagram from our local uh, MP. Uh, this is a person that uh, I respect a lot. He's called uh, Honorable John Carrier. He DM'd me. He messaged me, and for once, I was astonished on how this prominent person reached out to me or reach out to ask about me and congratulate us for the great work we are doing. And so it is just to say that the appreciation bit of everything that people do is uh, important in this time. When we see youths doing things, 
when we see grown-ups doing things or adults or people in different levels, let's try to appreciate them. That uh, gives them motivation. And also, uh, if there's anything that can change this world, it is us. Uh, we will not expect anyone else to change our lives or to change how uh, our future will be in terms of making it great apart from us. So thank you so much, Tori, uh, Linda, for uh, inviting me. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to talk to your listeners, to talk to uh, all the listeners across the globe on the great works that we're doing. And uh, much appreciated. I thank you so much. Uh, for doing that. It is great motivation and encouragement. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And here in Nairobi, uh, we say in Kiswahili or in Swahili, Asante sana and Asante sana, Shukrani. Uh, we appreciate. Thank you so much uh, with your team and everyone. We appreciate for this feature. Uh, we know it has, uh, it is so important. We know it is a great platform for us to talk about uh, the impacts we're doing in the communities. And again, God bless you and much appreciated. Asante. Well, thank you so much. I have just truly enjoyed listening to your encouragement and your story and everything. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much. I wanted to lastly say uh, that uh, last week uh, it was World Refugee Day. And uh, part of our message was to really inform people that uh, we are human beings just like anyone else. Uh, we can do things. We can do incredible things. Uh, these situations and uh, even moving forward uh, in future, uh, partnerships are great. Uh, and that we celebrate all the youths, refugees, and basically anyone that is trying to change the lives of refugees uh, both organization in organization levels such as UNHCR, International Rescue Committee, Savior Project, um, and the many other uh, refugee refugee organizations that are supporting refugees. We want to appreciate them for making a difference in us and for building the people that we are today. And we believe that the future we have, the future that comes, the future that is coming, it is a future that is hopeful, is a future that will give opportunities to refugees to be themselves, to be people of great substance, to be people of a difference in the world. So uh, happy belated World Refugee Day to everyone, to all the refugees and everyone who supports refugees. Uh, and anyone who is responding to COVID-19, I want to sincerely uh, appreciate you. I might not know you. I might not, my team might not know you. Tori might not know you, but indeed God knows you. And that incredible work that you're doing, God bless you for that. And thank you so much. Let's keep on being uh, staying safe. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the, the safety measures are clear. We should try and to wear masks when we are out. We should observe social distance. We should not uh, touch our face when we don't, we've not cleaned our hands with soap and water or hand sanitizer. All that will help us in building that future we want to build. So again, thank you so much, Tori. All right. Well, thank you so much and have such a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Blessings. I am so grateful I got to talk with Jean-Marie and learn more about him. 
He is definitely inspiring, and I think we could all learn a little something from his story and his positive attitude. And I am so grateful for all of you. If you like this conversation with Jean-Marie today, and if you are inspired to do a little more, please let me know. Tag me on Instagram at causes.for.change. If you know of ways people can help, have a cause that you want to share, or just want to reach out, please do through Instagram or email me at causesforchangepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps so much that I can keep spreading a little more brightness.